Hello and welcome back to Potoms Up, episode two. Uh, obviously, you must have found something in episode one that uh, caught your ear, or you're just wondering if we were as wacky as we sound. Some, <laughs> something brought you back. Well, uh, once again, I am Fred, and across the table from me is my good friend Blado. And as usual with us is uh, Nobs, the engineering department, and uh, friend as well. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that we, we thought we'd do uh, as we record more episodes is to always give uh, kind of a date stamp as to what's happening in the news. Um, you know, whether it's the last 24 hours or even the last 24 minutes. Um, so a couple of things um, that have happened uh, just in recent days, other than just Thanksgiving, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, uh, we, uh, we found out um, that for Thanksgiving, the president uh, thanked himself, and uh, uh, he was most thankful for everything that he's done for the country. Uh, I think that's got to be a first, right, Fred? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he did mention his family, which I was kind of shocked that he said that first, but he did. All right. Um, the other thing that we just learned uh, on this date was a, another collusion character might be looking for a plea deal. Um, that's Jerome Corsi, friends of Roger Stone, and uh, seems to be somehow um, in the midst of all of the stolen emails, WikiLeak connections. Well, in the broom parking area, they better make room for there's a new witch in town <laughs> with the witch hunts. <clears throat> Um, and uh, also, then today is, is uh, Black Friday shopping, and um, well, it wouldn't be America if we didn't have another shooting. Um, so earlier today, there was a shooting at an Alabama mall. I don't have uh, very many details. It uh, would appear that maybe one person was injured, um, but um, I guess that's how we celebrate Black Friday in America. <clears throat> Got to get your PS4, whatever it is that people are after. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, a couple of housekeeping notes. Uh, one of the things that Fred and I have promised to do is to fact check ourselves. Um, and, uh, you know, we listened to last week's episode or maybe we've made a, a mental note that um, we want to get something correct. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of going to be a regular part of the show. Um, and uh, we invite anyone to uh, make comments on our Facebook page. Um, and you can always uh, challenge our facts or comments or opinions there as well. And we'll probably add a segment um, to, to bring those up um, as we get them. Uh, the first uh, fact check that we need to, um, we, we need to clarify is uh, one of us, I don't remember who it first threw it me. out there, uh, uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez was a New Jersey congressional rep, and she's actually from the 14th Congressional District in New York. Yep, that was um, me. Uh, I own that one. New York, New Jersey. Same, yeah, you same. Know, it doesn't really matter. Um, the other one that we were both sort of stuck on was who was the uh, national security advisor uh, with uh, the administration, the first one, I think it was. Well, I guess it would be the second one. Yes, yes. Uh, and... That came up because we were discussing how some of the military personnel within the White House had really kind of let us down in trying to uh, keep this man-child in check. Mm -hmm. And 
uh, his name was H.R. McMaster, is H.R. McMaster, and then um, he was uh, replaced by, by Bolton. And that's not someone that's going to keep <laughs> the yeah. presidents in check, not, not by any stretch. <clears throat> yeah, we both uh, vapor locked on that last week. We, both of us are looking at each other. We could see the guy's face, but we could not for the life of us come up with the name. And I felt kind of bad, especially because the guy is such a high-ranking mm-hmm. official and, uh, you know, a high-ranking military personnel, ex-military personnel. And, and now gets more respect. Yeah, in my yeah. opinion, you know, anyone exactly. anyone who says, "Hey, I'm out," whether they're they're fired or leaving on their own volition, they they gain a, a little respect from me. Uh, and then the other uh, one was I threw a fact out there, and you know, I'm sure I qualified it in some manner that said maybe uh, something similar to. But um, we were talking about the the caravan and the caravanish after the election, and I had mentioned that Fox News. Uh, had talked about it unteamed times before and then very little after. So I fact-checked myself on that today, and it was the Fox and Friends News Show. And between Friday and Monday, Tuesday, leading up to the election, they had talked about the caravan 28 times. That's just on that one morning news show, (laughs) which we know uh, Pinocchio, who I refer to occasionally, uh, um, watches religiously. Oh, yes, yeah. So 28 times on the Friday, Monday, and Tuesday leading up to the election, the Wednesday after the election, one time. One time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and it was characterized as in passing. <laughs> as a side note. <laughs> uh, as mentioned um, uh, in our inaugural um, broadcast, um, we're not just going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about beer. Beer. And um, I like beer. Uh, I so, drink beer. So Fred has uh, delivered to us um, a beer of the day. And uh, Fred, why don't you uh, explain what you got for us? All right. Uh, since we all live in Michigan, you may or may not know that, uh, we, we thought uh, in our Beer reviews, we try and stick with Michigan brewers and support the locals. So today, we're starting with a beer from the Petoskey Brewing Company, uh, Petoskey, Michigan. That's kind of up northwest of us. And uh, what we have is Super Trooper Brown Ale, coffee and donuts. And uh, it appears that this beer is a 7.3 volume alcohol beer, which is very nice. And uh, the proceeds from the sales of this beer support the Michigan uh, charity for fallen, fallen police officers, knobs. Yeah. So I didn't notice that at first when I picked it up, but uh, definitely um, do not mind helping out the men in uniform, women in uniform, and especially if it uh, has to do with fallen. So it is listed as a special edition, so run out and get it now, I suppose. And then uh, talks about it goes to the My Cops charity, mycops.org charity. Um, and it is a brown ale. Um, I'm probably going to like this beer a lot because it's low on the hops. <clears throat> Pottoms up. So, Pottoms up. Oh, damn. Got your book. Ah, it's got a nice brown frothy head on it, so we're off to a good start. Your thoughts? Um, it's, uh, 
It's a bit bitter for not being very hoppy. Um, I think that's the coffee in it. Uh, and, uh, you know, because of the, the bitterness, uh, it does have a little bit more of an aftertaste. I'm not really saying that that's very good or bad. Um, I prefer a little cleaner aftertaste, but... <clears throat> Okay. Uh, what do you think, Fred? Well, it's definitely a brown ale, and I am picking up on the, the bitterness you were referring to, but uh, being an IPA guy doesn't bother me in the least. Um, I actually was, a, I guess, seeing, since it's a coffee and donuts, it has a, a graphic of a donut on the front. I thought it was going to have a little bit sweeter finish. Right. But it really doesn't. It it kind of stays bitter to the bitter end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 more coffee than donuts, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping for maybe you know a cream filled eclair, <laughs> sprinkles. There we go. That's <clears throat> oh, not too bad. Oh no, I plan on finishing it. Yes, and uh, we don't turn away any beer at this table. Knobs, <laughs> your impression? It's good, all right. Good, bad, and different. Same thing. I wanted more donut. More donut. <laughs> got more coffee. All right. Well, that's not too bad. And uh, say this will go to good use. So we press forward. You mean to ourselves? It'll go yes, good, yes. You go to good use just for ourselves. Mm. Pottoms up. Pottoms up. <clears throat> oh, they don't clack like the glass. No, no. We just toasted each other. Uh, this week, um, there, there, was, there was quite a bit happening in the, in the news this, this week um, in regards to uh, Trump and um, his accusations uh, regarding um, certain general um, that uh, he accused of you know, not doing a better job in, in, in getting... Bin Laden, and that um, kind of got us thinking um, about all of the times that that, that Trump has uh, disrespected or shown ignorance or insensitivity to the military. <clears throat> uh, you know, he he kind of ran on this campaign that he was going to be great for the military, and like so many other things that he said, it was all just a con, um, and all part of the con game. Amen. Uh, and, uh, you know, so we, we started looking into this and said, you know, how, how many examples can we find um, of what, you know, where the president has, um, <clears throat> you know, really sort of, sort of shown that disrespect to the military? Uh, and it goes, you know, way back um, before he really was involved in politics. Um, you know, that's where the first really sort of documented incidents were. Um, were recorded. Most of it was on the Howard Stern show, which I do give the Howard Stern show a pass, primarily because, you, you know, it, it is comedy based. But then there's always this, you know, there's always a little bit of truth in comedy. Always, always and, truth and, in comedy, if you ask me. <clears throat> and uh, uh, you know, so when he's talking to to Howard Stern about, you know, um, you know. Avoiding STDs as being his Vietnam. Oh, um, brother. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, that, like I said, I, I, I get the comedy aspect of it, but, 
you know, those are the kinds of things in hindsight that should really damage a candidate. And, you know, they didn't really stick. And, you know, it, it, the military should look at that and say, especially anybody that, you know, was in a combat zone that, no, I'm sorry. It's it's not the same thing. You think it, he was making a joke? I, I don't. I don't see that as him making a joke because he doesn't have a funny bone spur in his body. So, uh, well, he's got some bone spurs. <laughs> they're not funny. <laughs> I, I, he, the guy doesn't know how to make a joke. So when he says that, I, I think in his limited reality, he probably felt like his sexual prowess out in the world is his Vietnam and avoiding STDs. I, I just don't see that as a joke. Howard maybe making jokes, yeah. And they probably laughed at it like a joke. Well, and, and I went back and kind of looked at some what what was kind of said, and and there was like Howard was kind of leaning him, you know, to a certain extent. But but there's just no question that the attitude is disrespectful to the military. Mm-hmm. You know, even <clears throat> in the, in the context of humor, it's still going to be disrespectful to the military. You might excuse it for that, but it still is. You know, you mentioned the bone spurs. Mm-hmm. That is how he avoided Vietnam. Um, you know, he had four deferments. Those were for college, right? Three were for college. One was thought, minor medical. I thought it was four for college and one for... We'll double check. We'll double check. But, but, I, but I, I thought the fourth one was a combination of he was in college, but then a minor medical because the college deferments didn't hold up any longer. Yeah, he went through at least three, if not four yes. college deferments. And, yes. Okay. So, go ahead. And I don't know how you... You know, what your take on that is, Fred, you know, people avoiding service in the Vietnam War, I, I don't really have a big problem with, with, with those that, you know, are conscientiously ob- objective to it. Um, you know, the draft dodgers that went to Canada. I'm not, I, I don't want to, you know, pass a morality on, on, on that issue. Okay. Um, what, I, what I find disgusting... Uh, uh, from Trump is, or any of those that then don't want to step up and say, this is why I didn't serve. If you are going to, you know, flee to Canada, burn your card, go to jail, Muhammad Ali, you know, yep. if you're going to do that, step up and say, this is why I'm not going to Vietnam. This is why I didn't want to serve. You know, that, right. that's just, a, a, again, where the level of disrespect just has no limits. To to him him or uh, anyone else that wants to sort of whitewash why they didn't uh, why they didn't um, enlist or get drafted right okay um, you know the the bone spurs thing um, it, it 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 makes for great fodder <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does uh, and then of course you know he gets on the campaign trail. And I think it was it was very early in the campaign, uh, maybe like even in the first month after he announced, where he says John McCain is no war hero. Didn't and, he? Didn't he say something to the effect also that if he was such a war hero, he wouldn't have got caught? Yeah, there was some kind yeah. of kind. Yeah, yeah. He, heroes re- don't get captured. That's it. Yes. That was it. And it's yeah. like that is disgusting. I mean, for him to even question that is absurd. When, if you going back to what you were just talking about, his his deferments and back to the deferment thing, do you think it had anything to do with uh, his father's 
wallet that he didn't go military along with the is that how he was getting away with the bone spurs thing or was that legit I think it, it, his father's wallet probably played a part in it. Um, it played a part in a lot of people, right? I mean, uh, uh, if you've if you've never seen Ken Burns's Vietnam series, um, you should. I recommend it. It's I have not. It is phenomenal, uh, and uh, they do talk quite a bit about the the draft. Really, was economically based, you know, okay. I, and and you're going to have the political side of it right but that's a really small group of people and i don't think trump's family was on the political side i mean he knew players in new york probably some in washington too but i don't know if his high number was a because he did he eventually did get a number uh after the 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 bone spurs ran out or whatever you know they just started giving out more and more numbers because they didn't know who was going to be how many men they were going to go through so he did eventually get a pretty high number. And um, I, I think there have to be some research to say, okay, high numbers were given to this group of people. I don't know if it worked that way. Um, okay. But it, 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 it probably did. <clears throat> you know, that's certainly what, what Ken Burns um, insinuated. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, it... He makes fun of John McCain, and you know you can say what you like about him uh, and his you know political career, and he always received a lot of favoritism because of his political connections, which were very high up. But he still went to Vietnam, yep. and he still saw. Now he, you know, I, I think you know he he saw it as a way to further his political career, but he still went. Right. And, um, you know, that's, again, just where the president's just says, hey, I, I, I didn't go because I had burns, bone spurs, <laughs> you, you, you know, instead of saying, hey, I appreciated that guy's service. I'm glad some people went, you know, I, I chose not to go or I did what I could to avoid. I'm glad others went. They're so easy to say. Yep. Not for him. And, and then comments like that definitely carried some weight with McCain, you know, mm-hmm. for sure, because when it came down to the point where he died, he specifically requested that the president's was yeah. not invited to his funeral. And, and if that doesn't speak volumes, I don't know what does. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah, stay away. Yeah. Even in my afterlife, I don't want you near me. <laughs> I don't want you near my corpse. <clears throat> Also on the uh, on the campaign, um, uh, you know, he, he didn't participate in a debate because he was in some petty feud with Fox News, and so he he used the occasion as a as a as a rally, a, a basically a political stunt to say he was going to donate a million dollars to a veteran's cause, and in fact, he didn't donate that money until he was pressed by the press. And, you know, I understand why he doesn't like the press when they try and hold him accountable. But, um, you know. He, Wasn't there quite a bit of time, though, between the time months, he promised months. it and then he actually had to get knuckled under and actually pay up? Yeah. Did he pay up? Um, I he, wasn't familiar with this particular um, 
snippet that you had brought up, so I, I wasn't sure about it. Uh, yes, he eventually went towards a, a charity that um, helps uh, former soldiers go into um, law enforcement. Oh, okay. So it's, it's sort of a combination charity. Um, uh, but it, it eventually did go. Um, but it was never going to go if the press didn't stay on him. And, you know, I, I don't know what, what, a, what a Trumpster would say about that. You know, if they believe that it actually would have and, you know, it's just that timing was bad or he's very busy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what it kind of reminded me of was the whole Elizabeth Warren thing in the Pocahontas mm-hmm. Where, mm-hmm. where he said he'd pay a million dollars if she did the DNA test and proved that she was part Indian. And she was. It was minuscule, but she mm-hmm. was. And the money was never paid. We'll do another show on how he dis- disrespects Native Americans. Oh, God. Uh, you know, pick any class of people. We could probably do a show. On, <laughs> or two. <laughs> on, on how he has disrespected that particular group. My favorite is how he disrespects his own supporters. Oh, yeah. That, that to me, is, is a dynamic that I can almost, it's hard for me to get my, my head around, right? <laughs> when, when he says, my supporters will still vote for me if I shot somebody on Fifth Avenue, do they not realize that he is calling them fucking morons? <laughs> <laughs> that no matter how bad, if he was a murderer, they would still vote for him? I, I, it's, it, I and yet they, it. they go, yeah, they're like, of, of course. Of course it, we it, would. It's, it's played. It, it's just played. The question is, is he smart enough to play it? Or he just is just saying crap. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, another couple of occasions when, when, uh, when he was on the campaign trail that he um, <clears throat> was uh, showing a lack of respect for the military is, is when he would uh, trash the, the generals. And he's, he's made, you know, many comments. Probably every one of his rallies had some kind of comment in there, um, whether it was, you know, I think the generals have been reduced to rubble or they have been reduced to a point where it's embarrassing to our country. Every rally had one of those themes that the issues in the Middle East didn't fall on political class as much as it fell on generals. You know? So he, he's referring to, like, the generals that were currently serving under Obama and, and in his opinion, falling short and not carrying out what a general should do. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, basically incompetence. Right. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, he would offer up these, you know, platitudes with no support, no logic, no, um, you know, no proof or even evidence of where this really comes from. Um, In other words, standard operating procedure <laughs> for the president. Yes. <laughs> SOP. Um, just as he said, he knows more about ISIS than the generals do. Yep, yep, yep. He, he also said uh, something else very similar to that. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Carry on. I, I... Um, the other, the other one that really, as I was going, as I was going through um, these examples, one that really stood stood out to me, and I remember when it happened, and I remember seeing it on TV live, and he was at a ceremony. I don't remember what it was. It was um, wasn't even a ceremony. It might have been a press conference. And this elderly gentleman walks out from the audience and hands Trump his Purple Heart, and 
and Trump greedily accepts it. Like, doesn't even push back on the idea, you earn this, you keep it. <laughs> in, in, in fact, it was just the opposite of that. His quote was, I always wanted to get the Purple Heart. This was much easier. Oh, God. That is sickening. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and again, just the, the, the malcontent that he shows for his supporters in that way, you know. Um, you know, I could uh, at least push back on the guy. At least say, hey. Show you, a little humility. You earned this. You keep this. I could not possibly accept it. You know, well, then especially if he, because then if he doesn't go away, you, you accept it, but you accept for, it humbly. For, well, for those out there, most people know what a Purple Heart is, but for those of you who might not be familiar with it, it it is only given to people who are wounded in action. So it, it's it's not something that everybody has. It's people who have put their lives on the line and they were injured. You know, defending our country, mm-hmm. helping fellow military people, you know, out in the battle. So maybe he did get an STD. <laughs> yeah, he felt he deserved that medal. He may have gotten one. He, yes. Or two. Oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the Purple Heart isn't isn't that common. It's It's given to people who have sacrificed on the field of battle and have lived through it. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. I guess Purple Hearts are awarded to... People who sure. have passed away as sure, well. the ultimate but, sacrifice, yeah. So. Um, and, and then, um, you know, just, just like he, he kind of disrespected those that earned the Purple Heart, um, you know, he's shown a level of disrespect to Gold Star families and, and those that served um, either while he was president or even on the campaign trail. Um, you know, it's... Um, quite regular practice, and I don't know about a hundred percent from previous presidents to, um, you know, call the families of fallen soldiers and pay them, you know, their respects. These are gold star families, yes. correct? Yes. Um, you know, and again, do I know that Obama called everyone? I don't know. You know, do I know that Bush called everyone? I don't know. But again, don't lie about it. He can't help it. It is just his his nature. So when asked about calling families of those that died, um, you know, he said that it's the hardest call he has had to make, and he's called every one of them. Um, and the news follows up, thankfully. And within this one period, time frame, short time frame, 20, 20 American soldiers have been killed, and only half had said they received a phone call. And this was... During his watch. Right. And, you know, these, these things are so easy to wordsmith. You know, I've, I've, I've called the majority. You know, we plan on calling them all. What, whatever it is, it's very easy. Just his audacity is to say, I've done it. It's great. Thinking nobody's going to fact check it. And if somebody does, it doesn't matter. We'll lie again and move on. And unfortunately, maybe the news cycle plays along with that, right? Um, um you know, so these are easy things to manage. And, you know, the point that you and I really like to make is they're not managed primarily because he's woefully unfit and unqualified. Can I get an amen? Bottoms up. <laughs> Bottoms up. <laughs> Bottoms up. <laughs> mm. 
I mean, that's really what it comes down to, whether it's a matter of sensitivity on these topics or whether it's a matter of intellect. Both are lacking. If you just have one, if you're not smart, but you have the sensitivities to say, you know what, it's important to these families, I'm going to do the right thing, that's one way to handle it. If you don't have the, you know, the insensitivities about it, but you have the intellect, then you at least know how to you know, play the media a little bit better and make people think that you're doing the right things without getting so so easily caught. He, he, he lacks both. He, he just lacks both. It's definitely the double whammy. He lacks the intellect and he definitely lacks the empathy, the, mm-hmm. the ability to feel, truly feel how another person feels and to try and relate to them as a human being. It's just not in his DNA. He... You know, he lacks it. And so it wasn't bad. just about these 20 Americans that he d- didn't follow up on. There were three uh, cases that are pretty well documented, three families that he just bungled because of both of those things, right? There was uh, Sergeant LaDavid Johnson, uh, when he told his uh, uh, mother or widow. I believe it was the widow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he knew what he was getting into. Okay. So, you know, it, it's okay. Do you think he went to his speechwriters on that one? I need a good line. I need a good line for the widow. And, and then the follow-up is even better, okay? You know, we all misspeak. You and I will misspeak in this, you know, in this podcast often, right? Oh, yeah. But then when he's challenged on it, well, actually, then what happens is then uh, – she kind of comes forward and says that, you know, she was really upset about his comments. She was, you know, it almost brought her to tears. Um, she felt that his comments were insensitive. Plus a lot of tone. He comes back and says, uh, no, that's not how it went down. And she was very grateful for our conversation and that it went well. So then he calls her a liar. You, you know, so first he insults her and her or I think it was her son. I don't think it was. Anyway, we can fact we'll check that. We'll have to fact check this. But, Get back to you next but, but, week. But then um, calls her a liar on, on top of it. Well, um, yeah, of course. He, he, he's he got to redirect the, the mm-hmm. make someone else look bad, at, you know, so mm-hmm. he looks good. Um, who can forget the the whole feud with the Khan family during the campaign uh, where they spoke at the Democratic National Convention uh, about his lack of understanding of the Constitution. And he has to go and attack them, not just be, as Gold Star families, but then also as Muslims. He took the he took the opportunity for kind of the double barrel there. <laughs> and says, you know, the wife stood there and didn't say anything because she probably wasn't allowed to. Oh, well, of Grieving mother and then says, you didn't speak because you were allowed to. It, it, is that part of Sharia law? <clears throat> Actually, it's not. I know it's yeah. not. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and and then in a follow up interview regarding his um, his insults towards the Khan family, you know, the reporter was asking him about, uh, you know, the, the Khans had made the ultimate ultimate sacrifice, right? Their, or their son, but their family had made you know this huge sacrifice on behalf of America, uh, Afghanistan or, uh, or Iraq, whichever it was. 
<laughs> he has to come back and say that he's made a lot of sacrifices also. And what were they, Mark? Uh, Tell us. Creating thousands and thousands of jobs and building great structures. How could one man do all <laughs> yeah. with such sacrifice? I, 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 I don't even know uh, how he um, manages to Losing a get family to, member, and, accomplishing that, it's all the same, yeah, correct? Yeah, losing a family member and building a skyscraper. Mm, I definitely can draw the parallel. I, I remember seeing that interview live. And did your jaw drop? Oh, it's still on the floor. Did you look around the room to see? <laughs> did you hear that? Did you hear what I just heard? Did he just say that? And it's always frustrating when the press doesn't press. Yeah. You know, that, that I, I, I'm sure that, it, you know, they may have said, you know, do you consider that really to be a sacrifice? And then he's going to just spin off in some other, you know, gobbledygook. And, so. <laughs> um, and then there was one that I, I researched that I didn't know anything about. Um, uh, the, um, the case of uh, Chris Baldridge. And uh, when he was killed in action, um, his, uh, I guess his parents were separated and his mother would receive the death benefit. But he called the father, which I give respect to, and the father had talked about uh, the financial hardship and that because of divorce, he does not receive any of the death benefit. So pr- Trump had promised to send him personally $25,000. Okay. Uh, which is an odd thing anyway. Uh, I, I'm not sure why he did it. I, I don't believe that our system of government, that should be, not, not that it shouldn't be allowed, but that should be like, you know, any, any kind of normal thing. You know, just, just like I have, a pro, I have a problem with Trump not taking his salary and donating it. You know, take your salary. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, well, you're, you're, you're doing the job. Take you're, your you're, salary. You're, 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 you know, um, you know, the the agencies within the government shouldn't need your charity to exist, to to be able to accomplish their missions. And that's kind of what you're saying when you say, well, I'll donate my charity to the VA. Well, how about just funding the VA to its maximum? You, you, you know, that's so I, I'm not really re- keen on on any president that would would donate his, his, his salary just because they were rich. Uh, to me, there's then you're really saying there's something fundamentally flawed in the system that that is required to do. And just like this, you know, this father getting $25,000 from Trump. Trump gets off the phone and then it just goes away. He has no intention of ever sending this guy $25,000. He just said it. He just thought it probably sounded good at the moment. So where did he, how do you suppose he came up with that number? <laughs> um, I hazard to guess. You know what? I, I hazard to guess. That seems like it's very insensitive. Maybe it should have been fifty. His kids only worth twenty five twenty five thousand. I mean, make it a hundred. And, and if, if, if Trump's I mean, where even do you come worth, up with that number, yeah, and if Trump's worth even a third of what he says, maybe even a, you know even a, even twenty five percent of what he says he's worth twenty five thousand dollars is like a. That's you know, pocket it's, it's money. Like, yeah, it's like five dollars. Like my mom nice. used to say, "Walking around change." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know why not match the death benefit that went to the, the mother? I, I guess I, I don't know. Um, but really, the story is not so much. So all that aside, you can argue yes and no. It was the right thing to do. Trying to be nice in some weird sort of way. Um, <laughs> 
He told uh, uh, Chris Baldridge's father this back in July, and the check was not sent until October. October. And, of course, you know, Baldrige doesn't know what the ins and outs are. He, 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 he's not going to get on the news and say, hey, the, the president promised me $25,000 for my fallen son, so where is it? So, you know, it's just getting... So once again, the press has to kind of step in and follow up. And um, that fake so it, news. In, in this case, it was the, the fake news of WAPO. And as they chase this story down, the, uh, it, it turns out that the check was sent the same day that WAPO asked on the follow up. Can you imagine? And the that? White House, they actually had my the, jaw just dropped <laughs> hearing that story. And the White House had the audacity to say it was a coincidence. Of course, it was. The follow-up from Wapo uh, just happened to be on the exact same day that, wow. that they sent the twenty-five thousand dollars check. That's amazing. Jaw dropped. <laughs> oh boy. Um, and then there's Trump's disrespect for the military in the way that uh, he sees himself as a dictator. And dictators control the military, you know, at their beck and whim without any kind of checks and balances. Um, And, uh, you know, going back to his inauguration, where he inquired about having military tactical vehicles at his inauguration. Uh, Shades of North Korea, right? (laughs) Well, and and then since that doesn't work out, then it comes up again. Then he wants to have it, uh, you know, his parade. Oh, that was after being in France for Bastille Day Parade, correct? Yeah, yeah. Wee uh, oui, wee. Oui. Um, oui, oui. And, you know, so then Trump says we'll have a... So he, he never lets go of this idea of having a parade. I don't know who it was, but kudos to them. White House, I don't even think it was enough public pressure. Maybe it was, maybe it was from the news that those ideas faded, <laughs> thankfully, you know. And, and, and one of the things that really kind of clicked in my mind about all that was it's, um, it, it's disrespectful to the military because they don't want it. They don't want to march. Well, you know yeah. what you know what it is is I think the military they don't want to be on display. They, they don't want to feel like Trump's toy soldiers. Right, that's is exactly, really yep. what it comes down to, mm-hmm. because he's just using them as as like playthings. You know, it, of course they'd be offended. Who wouldn't be? Yeah, right, right, right. <clears throat> um, so thankfully, those things never happened on on Veterans Day, and you know, Veterans Day to me is is uh, local communities honoring veterans. It, it, the way that they best see fit, you know, you know, parades, waving, um, you, you know, uh, hometown appreciation of of your soldiers. That's what it should be. It's it's exactly. it's not it's it's really not about Washington at all. You know? um, his administration, though, um, we, we could get into more detail about what he's done to harm the budgeting of uh, the military, um, and, and, but all that stuff gets kind of lumped into lots of other physical discussions, you know what I mean? So some of those are not really, I think, reported, um, accurately or, or not, but he has done things as the commander in chief that have hurt the military. Uh, one, one is he has 
uh, banned non-citizen legal permanent residents from joining the forces. And these are green card holders, people that have gone through the process the right way, the ones that have stood in line, <laughs> you know how important it is that they stand in line to become citizens. Right, right. They've done all of those things. They have been allowed to join the forces in the past, and uh, now he has put the kibosh on that. And anytime you're taking a, um, you know, call it a, uh, a qualified person who wants to serve in the military and then not allowing them to serve on behalf of the United States, that to me is disrespecting the military. Well, this is a historical... We need, we need people that want to serve. Right, and this is a historical thing. This goes back to the Revolutionary War, mm -hmm. that those type of individuals would be allowed to serve. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, in thinking about the, that particular uh, bullet point, what about the, the transgender thing? Right, same thing. Remember that? It's the same thing. You've got people, regardless of whether you support those people in doing what they're those doing. Those people, Gary? You well, go you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> wow. We'll have to fix that. Knobs, <laughs> help me out here. But those people that have chosen to have those surgeries and life changes, but yet those people are brave enough to go into the military and fight for this country side by side with everybody else. And and he, he tried to... Uh, right remove them as well and, and and you know almost everything i've read and maybe it's anecdotal but there's been some surveys is the people that are you know serving with them mm -hmm. you know whether it be their commanders or their peers they embrace it you know by and large they're not saying you know Kick well, them out of here. They, they, anyone that, that that volunteers and wants to serve in a in a in a one hundred percent volunteer army, right? Correct. Is is given that level of respect right off the bat, as they should. As they should. <clears throat> I mean, what it comes down to is they're human beings, and they're making a decision to go out there and risk their lives, and. Of of course, they're going to be respected by those that are next to them. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It, I don't want to say it's a brotherhood because, you know, I don't want to use brother because that's all men. But you, you know what I'm yep. saying. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then we talked about a lot of this last week, sending the military down to the border as a political stunt. If that doesn't disrespect the military at the highest level, I don't know what does. If that's not saying you are just pawns in my con game and because I have the power, I will abuse it. Um you know the transactional military, and you know, sh shame on shame on uh, those in the military that it does make you wonder: would they have the guts to defy a button order? You know, yeah. The, the, it, it does make you wonder that if they really would, uh, you know, uh, defy an order to, to 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 launch on Iraq or something like that. Well, in, in speaking of the troops at the border, I wanted to wish a belated happy Thanksgiving to those deployed at our southern border. Uh, they won't be home with their families for turkey dinner. They'll be eating MREs, mm -hmm. meals ready to eat. And let me tell you, <laughs> I've had those when I was in the military. It's not a turkey dinner. So uh doesn't have to be turkey. No, it, well, <laughs> to be explored later. <laughs> 
it, it's just pathetic. And, and now he, he's walking some of it back. Now, now they're saying that some of the troops are going to be home by Christmas. Wow, isn't that generous? So, anyways. I, I'm sending it out to the troops. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Bottoms up. Bottoms up to the troops. I know. The um, whole subject. And, you know, kind of what brought us brought about this whole topic was just how many incidents just in the last couple of weeks, besides the caravan deployments, uh, uh, have happened. And, you know... It, 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 to me, it's just kind of got to a, a boiling point of how bad this president has been towards our military. And, you know, I, I hope it's coming to light, you know, that he that, that when he starts campaigning again for 2020, he just can't stand there and say, I've been great to the military without people calling out. You know, no, that's just BS, um, you know, skipping out on the ceremony in France because of rain that was absurd. I mean, it's a hundred years American soldiers died on that soil, and he doesn't want to have a bad hair day. Well, he does, regardless of rain or not. <laughs> he doesn't want to have a worse hair day, I guess is what I'm saying. I, I, I remember reading something about, uh, I think it was a, secret, a former Secret Service, who said there's always a rain alternative to transportation. Of course there is. Of course there is, right? To say that it's the bad weather would also then insults the Secret Service. Well, he, oh, they he, couldn't think of maybe bad weather. He blamed them. He he said they told him they couldn't fly by helicopter. Okay. But they said it was some BS that the Secret Service told them that they couldn't get X amount of distance away from uh, Air Force One because that's the um, like ground central for communications. Bullshit. They, who all who all went there? It was um, Kelly was there, and who else made it? There were General Kelly, and oh Bolton, wasn't it Bolton? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we can fact check that. We can fact check that. They made it there. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah, yeah, exactly. People made it there with umbrellas. I guess Cal- <laughs> Kelly can't have a bad hair day because he's like me, hair less. <laughs> uh and, and then he has an opportunity to make up for it by, on Veterans Day, laying down a wreath, mm-hmm. right, at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, mm-hmm. and he passes on that. And guess what? It's raining again. Imagine that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, you probably know more about it than I do, but the soldiers that guard the, the, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier stand there no matter what. Regardless of weather, I, I doesn't matter how. Regardless bad, of anything. anything, anything they stand there and go, and, and and again, this is another example of if you're not going to do that, and not every president has done it every single year. By and large, they do it every single year. It's tradition. It's norm. But sometimes schedules get in the way and things like that. Then don't lie about it, because now he's saying he should have done it, just like he did last year. Never happened. <laughs> he didn't do it last he didn't do year. Do it last year? <laughs> We're letting you in on a secret. He didn't do it last year. He was in Vietnam last year. Oh, that's right. Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, he was in Vietnam. Was he? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. But... And and so he was with soldiers. But again, it's just the point. Who's? <laughs> <laughs> the Viet Cong. Who? Uh, he was with former 
uh, U.S. Uh, Vietnam veterans. And what was his excuse this time? He was busy making phone, phone calls. calls. But you know what his staff said? He was capped. Capped? What do you mean? He was capped. He he couldn't do any more that day. He was. Oh. They they call it. <laughs> I believe the term is capped. Okay. It means he's overwhelmed. He's capped. He can't do anything more. That's what he said. Yeah. And you want to hear a factoid? He couldn't go to Arlington to put a wreath at the Unknown Soldier. My daughter has done it. Yeah. So F you. Yeah. It's, it's, My it's, it's kid not, has put a wreath at the Unknown it's Soldier. It's not a difficult. It's yeah. not a difficult thing. Yeah. She managed. Her <laughs> hair looked fine. <laughs> She was. She, did she have a rain contingency plan? <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, she did. It's called an umbrella. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my kids, and my kids got a one up on the president. And so, you know, so again, he was out of the country last Veterans Day. But just then, just say, don't, don't say you did it when you did. You would remember if you did it. You know, don't don't lie again. It's 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 mind boggling. Mm. That, that, that it just, you know, continues on and on and on. Um, uh, and, and then there's still an unresolved issue with this president, and that is he has yet to visit a combat zone. Oh. Maybe, maybe Vietnam. Maybe that's what he thought. You know, he didn't even get close to the DMZ when he was in Korea. Nope. Again, I think that was weather. <laughs> I, I want to say that was clo- that was fog. So I think he, it was fog that time. Is he becoming our fair weather president? <laughs> uh, he's on board when the when it's, when it's nice and sunny, right? Yeah, yeah. golfing mm-hmm. weather. Yeah, <laughs> unless he's golfing. Mm-hmm. But we don't trash golfing here. No, no, no. Um. Uh, and 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 now it looks like, he, and even if he goes to a combat zone now, it's all because of pressure. It's not because he ever wanted to go. It's not because he ever cared to go. You you know, for those that will give, and, and, you know, the news will do it, and his supporters will do it. They'll give him kudos when he lands in Afghanistan or he lands in in, um, Iraq or wherever, but they shouldn't because he's only doing it on political pressure. You know, the amount of pandering to his base is something that's never been seen before. And, and he shouldn't get credit for, for even when he does that, because it's passed. Other presidents have done it usually within their first 12 months after taking office. Have they gone to a combat zone? And I, and I heard some really good insight on this. It is not just a political stunt. And it is not just appreciated by those to say, okay, our mission is on the president's radar. And so, therefore, it adds validity to it, because that's always been a struggle with, you know, our overseas combat missions. Are they, are they just and, and, and legitimate? It's also an opportunity for presidents to really understand what's happening on the ground. There's a learning there. There's, you know, there's some real intel that they can, they, they can gain, an insight that they can gain uh, by talking to soldiers, by talking to, um, you know, lower ranking, um, uh, you know, military officers uh, about what, what that theater looks like and you know we just know he has no intellectual curiosity whatsoever nope and it's somebody else's problem yep and that's really what that's that's one of the reasons why he has stayed away because he doesn't want to associate himself with those conflicts because you know 
you know, maybe he's in certain respects kind of right. They haven't worked out the way that we wanted them to work. But that didn't stop Obama from going to Iraq. That, you know, he inherited all that stuff, but it was his. He owns it now. Yep. He's going over there. He's going to try and assess just for himself what's happening on the ground and build morale up. And, you know, another thing, you know, speaking of these <clears throat> visiting these front lines where the troops are actually engaged in real battle, I, I believe it was on Facebook I saw, it, and it was reported that someone from inside the White House said he's, he's afraid of, that someone is going to kill him. Yeah, yeah, he's chicken shit. He, he, well, yeah, he's chicken. Well, yeah, he's chicken shit. <laughs> yes, but he he's literally afraid that if he were to go to one of those areas that someone is going to kill him. I mean, a little bit of paranoia much creeping in there. Who's going to kill him? He, I, I don't get that. But The most not, protected person in the world. I'm not shocked. That, no. That, I, that's no. got to be true. <laughs> well, when, I can't when you don't believe, validate when, that it's true, but when you, when I you believe don't believe your intel true. sources, when you don't believe your your uh, your security, your you know, when you don't believe your military, when you think that you're smarter than everyone there, then he doesn't believe that they can protect him. I guess it's shameful. I don't know. It, it, it's just crazy. But when I saw that, I'm like, at first I was, I kind of chuckled a little bit. But then I thought about it. I was like, no, that's probably true. He probably honestly feels that someone's going to try and kill him if he goes there. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> you say so. I'm ready for another beer, Fred. Bottoms up. Yeah, bottoms up. I'm ready. I'm ready, All Fred. Right. Let's see what we got in uh, Uncle Fred's treasure <laughs> trove of beers. <laughs> Aha. Let's see. Put on the spectacles so I can see what we have. What I have for you, gentlemen, is from Griffin Claw Brewing of Michigan. Good, good brewery. Idiom Imperial Porter. Let's hear some stats on this Mar Bloodo. Uh, let's see here. It's uh, it's a porter. It's a where's the where, where's the uh, alcohol content? Right oh, there, here we go. Right Nine point five. Whoa! And <laughs> and sixty five <laughs> on the IBUs. So. Uh, Quite hoppy for a porter. In my opinion, porters should always be very malty. But, hey, I don't make beer yet, which is on tap, by the way. Ah, pun intended. Um, (laughs) Let's take a look at the graphic. What I find most interesting is is the label itself. And, you know, I think you can uh, uh, judge a a beer by its label. Okay. uh, A restaurant by its awning. (laughs) Um, you know, a restaurant, uh, a book by its cover, Idiom Imperial, and it has a picture of what appears to be sort of a Roman soldier, a Spartan centurion, pure Monty Python fan, falling on his sword. <laughs> um, and uh, do you know what idiom means? No, but uh, maybe knobs. Knobs is all knowing. Knowledge central. What do you say, knobs? The man behind the curtain. I literally just pulls out of the tab. (laughs) Oh, Uh, it's an expression or a saying. Uh, So why would that mean falling on your falling on your sword? Oh, that—that's the idiom. Like raining cats and dogs. (laughs) Exactly. It really is nonsensical. (laughs) Oh, falling on your sword, I I think, has a little bit more. you know, m- m- uh, obvious meaning, right? You're, you're, 
you're damaging yourself. But <clears throat> although uh, I'm looking at this graphic and I'm trying to figure out if it's a joke or not, because the, the guy, would you look like that if you're falling on a four foot sword? Does he look like? See, here's the, here's the issue. He doesn't look like he's falling on it on purpose. It looks like an accident. That looks like an accident. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. let's I'm, I'm sorry. Let's, let's just try the beer. All I'm mm-hmm. thinking is life of Brian here <laughs> as I look at this. Okay. Ooh, it's rather dark. I didn't expect. Well, it it's to a be porter. What, what did? Well, how do you? How can you tell by looking into the can? Aren't they all dark? Look into my can. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, oh, oh. I once said that to my doctor. <laughs> Snap up the rubber glove. All right. Ooh, it's caramel looking. I will. I'm, I'm reserving my my opinion until you drink it. You're talking to the IPI guy. Even so, this, this is, so colors this is 65. mean colors mean nothing. To not me. not on the IBU thing. No, not, well, I'm just saying colors. Drink beer. up, drink up, drink up. All right, because as soon as you drink it, I'm going to tell you what I think. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> it's awesome. It's way better than that last one. <laughs> I totally agree. Much. Even even the the increased hoppiness doesn't have the bitterness. I always like porters. Um, Again, I probably would prefer porter in the 25 range, uh, but that 65 is not as hoppy as I would have expected. I I'm, I'm surprised it's actually 65. I wouldn't call IBUs. this bitter at all, actually. It's no. actually fairly smooth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe a little light on the carbonation, which, again, should be uh, <clears throat> is usually a trait on, on porters. That's why you see them with, like, nitros and things like that. But hmm. um, I think it's very good. I like it a lot. Yeah. I'm- no, I'm still not crazy about the the. Uh, still not your thing. I don't really tend to like port as much at all. Um, Fred, you Nobs kinda, is picking the beer next week. You kind of nailed <laughs> it. Oh yeah, it is week. It was actually smooth because most porters, in my opinion, are not very smooth. They're a little bit harsher, but this one goes down pretty good. So, hmm. uh, as far as a porter goes, I would give it a, a thumbs up. Hmm. And I think that's a, a a fair characterization when we review these beers. To put them in their class, right? I mean, we don't compare Dumb and Dumber to Gone with the Wind because they're different classes. Right, right. And and so to say, okay, and I that, that might be really overstated, <laughs> but but to say that uh, you know we're not comparing uh, loggers to porters, right? <clears throat> well, again, I am the IPI guy, but I do like this a lot, quite a bit, and I I could see myself possibly buying this one again and following up on it. This brings me to our cultural topic for mm. the week. Okay. Uh, not comparing porters to IPAs or to lagers or to ambers. Trying not to compare different dinner ideas that you can have for Thanksgiving. Point in being, this Thanksgiving, me and my family had steak. <laughs> <laughs> Steak? So think about it not in comparison to having turkey, but in comparison to is steak good and did we all enjoy it? So we went off kind of, you know, out of the norm this this year. How this came to pass was... I was just going to ask that, but since you did... It's actually something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Because I think turkey is way overrated. I think... (laughs) 
<laughs> this may be an area that uh, myself and the grassy trolls do not agree. <laughs> um, but uh, he, he will when he sees the number of independents that do not eat turkey. Okay. There's a political slant to this as well. Open my mind. <laughs> uh, but I've known that my family, particularly my kids, have never been big fans of turkey. Now, maybe because my ex-mother-in-law... Uh, you know, her turkey was, it's, it's not quite to be desired. It's, it's, it's not quite family vacation, you know, Christmas vacation, <laughs> pop and <laughs> pop and dust, <laughs> but, but it's pretty darn close. So we've been kicking around the idea for a long time and last year we wanted to do it. And then it grew to the, 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 the hosting grew to, uh, both sides of the family, so it got to be too many people, and then it doesn't work. And this year, we just had seven people over and decided to go ahead and uh, do the steaks. Now, were you were you hosting? Yeah, we were hosting. Yeah. So you twisted their arms? No, everybody was on board. <laughs> everybody was on board. We, we, they kind of knew. <laughs> my mom and, and, sorry, my father and his wife. Same. No, <laughs> that does not apply in this case. Um, Great. You know, they're more of the traditionalist. Right, right. right. Uh, but they were happy that they didn't have to host. Okay. Um, you know, uh, getting up there in age. I uh, hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. But, um, uh, you know, the, I, I think that was more important than maybe not having turkey. Uh, but also I know that they both love steak. They both love steak. Um, my, my kids were here for the early part of the day and then had to go to the ex-in-laws. They were very jealous, very, <laughs> very jealous that uh, we were having steak. And oh, so they, they weren't they they were, were, they were having for that part of it. Eh? No, no. Then, then before dinner started, they were heading over to eat the dry fowl. <laughs> Turkey takakanas. <laughs> that dry um, fowl, the fowl yeah. dry. You know, my my son one time said to me that, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, and I'm sure I'll get it wrong because he had picked it up from one of his teachers, that tradition is an excuse that we hang on to, to do things that we don't want to do or that are wrong. Whoa. Is that an idiom? <laughs> it is now. It is now. It is now. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Mark Blotto created an idiom. I give, I give credit to Livonia Public School District. Um, and, I, and I think that's really kind of what it comes down to is, is we don't need to have turkey. A lot of people don't like turkey. Or let me put it another way. A lot of people don't think turkey is all that great. Now, the traditionals, and I get this point, the traditionals say, uh, what's wrong with eating turkey once a year? <laughs> And and so maybe it, it, it does kind of fall into that category. Um, but I did, started to do a little research on this because I wanted to find out, are we an anomaly? Because you're the stat man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the stat man. Well, according to the NRA. NRA? The National Restaurant Association. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say... One in, ten, topic. <laughs> one in ten people eat out. Now, I don't know, and we don't know, out of that one in ten people, which ones are eating turkey or not eating turkey when they eat out. So it's, it, 
it's it's probably I, I don't even want to guess. I don't even want to guess. But one in ten people eat out. And the other thing, when I started Google searching steak for Thanksgiving, what came up was a lot of advertisements for the steakhouses, like the Ruth Chris and the Mortons. So they're out there saying, hey, come to our steakhouse. <laughs> um, you know, So they're on board with what I did mm-hmm. as well. You know, the other angle, and this is uh, that sort of comes up with not having turkey for Thanksgiving, is there's the vegan and vegetarian angle. They're not eating turkey. <laughs> no. So if other people aren't eating, are not eating turkey, nothing wrong with eating steak. <laughs> okay. Do you see how I make that connection? I do. <laughs> Here's what happened. A couple of days ago, I'm talking to a business associate, and I told him we're having steak for Thanksgiving. Brag, and, brag, brag. And and he freaks out. Oh. Okay. Traditionalist. Right? Tradi- except for he's vegan. <laughs> Oh, he's just fighting just to fight. And, and I'm like, wait a minute. You, you are chastising me for having steak when you are having tofurkey. <laughs> That's how backward. And he's going over to his parents and his wife's parents for dinner. And I said, what are you eating? And he's like, I'm bringing my own tofurkey. Oh. And I'm like, you, you have the audacity to, you, you, you know... Uh, get upset with me for not eating turkey and having steak, and you're eating something. All right, that's is not this eating. tofurkey? Do they shape it into? I don't know. I'm afraid to ask. Knobs, can you find this out for us? Mm. I I think I've I've found a way to subvert your argument, though. Oh, well. I think I have the silver bullet in the steak v turkey discussion. Bring it. What did you have for leftovers today? It is on my list of topics. What did you have? Leftovers are an issue. Leftovers are not overrated either. They are not. I do the, enjoy know, a turkey sandwich with mayonnaise, put a little melted cheese on it, toast the bread. Now, yeah, cran- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we put craisins in our in our in our salad. Well, we do that too, but you no, no, that was to make up for the cranberries. No, 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 cranberries got to go on the sandwich as well. Oh, it's just a loaf. <laughs> it's a tofurkey. It's just a loaf, loaf. of soybean. <laughs> Look at it. Look at it, Mark. They stuffed it. Isn't that nice? Oh. <laughs> All right, we hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that that's worse than than yeah, having I, steak, right? Yeah, yeah. No, le- leftovers I, I, of the pros and cons of having steak for tur- uh, for Thanksgiving or non These or non turkey. That is, a, you know, that's, that's a valid con. Oh no! <laughs> don't don't <forget>. <laughs> <laughs> up, <Do-ferky. laughs> Um The other. Uh, so when we drink, you drink. I'm talking to the audience. When oh, we drink, oh, you okay. drink. Um, the the other issue, I guess you could say, about having a steak as your main course is the side dishes really aren't the same. Well, yeah. Stuffing doesn't go with steak. No. Uh, and I love stuffing, but, you know, that we could have done stuffing, but it's it's kind of like now, now you're trying to 
if you're gonna have stuffing, you might as well have the turkey. Now you're trying you're to trying to reach. like kind of yeah. negotiate. Yeah. That's a negotiated yeah. meal. Yeah. So we had it has uh, to be one or the right. other. Right. Yeah. So we had asparagus with Bernays sauce. Oh. <laughs> Don't get saucy with me, Bernays. <laughs> that goes with steak, along with sautéed Absolutely. mushrooms and onions. I don't know how many sautéed mushrooms and onions. Garlic potatoes, some redskins, yeah. Uh, and and also forfeited the yams. Oh. Mm. Well, that was also partially because with a group of seven, do you want both mashed potatoes and yams? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, so that's that, that was only a matter of, of, of quantity at, at that point in time. All right. You know, you still haven't addressed the leftover issue. I, no, I did. I, I said, I, I agree. That is a con of having steak. You, you it, don't it, gain the leftovers. And the thing about steaks, even if you. Although I have three steaks left upstairs. Uncooked. No, there's. There, well, yeah, but. If you really must know, I have two, <laughs> two uncooked and, and three cooked that, that people didn't eat. Steak doesn't warm up well. Uh, that no. that's like yeah. sacrilegious to microwave a uh, steak for mm, I'm you, not a purist. Yes, you are. <laughs> You've come over to my house when I've been barbecuing and chastised me for things I've done on my grill. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I am not alone. So here are some of the facts. I am not alone. Because he's the stat man. Uh according to the National Turkey Federation. Uh, the NTF, 88% of Americans eat turkey on Thanksgiving. 88, okay. So 12%, according to a CNN poll in 2014, 86%. So those are pretty close together. So somewhere between 86 and 87% of people have turkey, which leaves it open between 14 and 12%. uh, Do not. I don't think that's a small number. I mean, you know. 100 million households in the U.S. That's, that's, that's a pretty sizable number. He's massaging numbers to make it. <laughs> I'm justifying he's now, infl- right? He's inflating um, to justify. I'm justifying. <laughs> the more interesting thing about those numbers is they have the number of people eating turkey for Thanksgiving has gone down. So it was 91% in 1992, and now it's depending upon what survey you're looking at, somewhere around 87%. So less people are eating turkey. And there's a reason for that, I think, besides maybe veganism. But I don't, I, I want to set that aside, right? Because it's nonsense. Is <laughs> the, uh, because turkey is being consumed more often now throughout the year than it was. Um it's not just the. It's not just Thanksgiving thing. anymore. So you know, people buying turkey breasts, you know, instead of chicken breast to, to cook up. So where uh, it was um, uh, back in 1992, 50 um, percent uh, of all turkey was consumed on Thanksgiving Day. It's a crazy number. All turkey consumption on one day. Now that number is like 29 percent. Hmm. A little more in line, I would say. Yeah. So people are so that's 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 one of the reasons where why the number of people eating turkey for Thanksgiving is 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 grow or going down, Hmm. not eating turkeys going up. And CNN also then added a political (laughs) slant to this, Uh, of course, and they wanted to know (laughs) the percent of Republicans, Democrats, and Independents that eat turkey for Thanksgiving. Lay it on me. What do you think? Is the what group do you think ate the most turkey? Republican, Democrats, or Independents? Independents. 
No, you have that flipped. Yeah. Independents ate the least amount of turkey. 83%. Really? Republicans ate the most turkey, 91%. Democrats, 87%. Hmm. Uh, that kind of makes sense to me. I, I think, you know, when we think about Republicans are often about traditional, right? You know, or, or it, so they say. Right. We could we'll argue that or not. Well, we, we, don't, we don't argue. No. We'll discuss that another day. Yep. But, you know, in, 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 in those heavy Republican areas, traditional, they're eating turkey. Uh, independence, I don't, I don't even know what an independent is anymore. I, I, I struggle with that whole concept. Again, topic for another day. 83%. Democrats, 87%. Hmm. So, not not alone. Not alone. Well, I will say this. I have no problem with you guys doing steak because I love steak. I love steak. But I'm, I'm still, I guess from a traditional standpoint, I think the leftovers are more important than the meal itself because I'm going to go a couple days with leftovers until I'm sick of it. To get a bit sappy here. To me, the most important thing was the conversation that we had after the meal. Because this was an experiment for me and my family as well. And that was, did we feel like we had a Thanksgiving dinner? And everyone said that they did. Now, maybe people are going to be nice. You know what I mean? And it is family together. You know, that's kind of what Thanksgiving is about. Plus the other idea to be grateful for what you have. In which case, we had some awesome tenderloin <laughs> my, my father asked me to give grace and i forgot to thank the cow <laughs> but i wanted i wanted i wanted to thank the cow in my grace and forgot and i was like oh, i missed an opportunity there <laughs> but uh in the end everyone felt like it was a thanksgiving meal hmm. you know because that especially for the more traditional, older members of the family that attended, that was kind of the, the question, you know, that, that so, going so into it. You got some buy-in. That's good. Yeah. And then I hope they weren't just being nice, you know. You know. Pie is another issue. <laughs> another issue? We had lemon meringue. Lemon meringue. I'm, I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm not down on that. I'm, I'm not... I'm not uh, oh. Knobs just fell all out right, of his chair. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Something seems mm. it goes intrinsically steak. wrong. <laughs> that was the only pie moment. we had. Where'd you get it? Be, be, oh, I, I do have one other uh, uh, point of notoriety on steak. I Googled who else has steak for Thanksgiving. Like, I was looking for famous people. And I didn't want just the vegans and the Here vegetarians. Here are some results. The first is from Wikipedia. <laughs> Siri, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Who invited that bitch? I don't know how that happened. Oh, my. Sweet potato pie. We should have let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cut her off. You stifled her. Well, I wonder if it would have come up with the only result that I came up with <laughs> in terms of famous people who eat steak, non-vegan, right, who eat steak, not who, who don't eat turkey for Thanksgiving. 
Uh, the only person I could come up with was Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> God. <laughs> Which segues right into our next topic. Which is? Michigan beating Ohio State tomorrow. Ugh. Oh, God. Well, you know my feelings on that. I do. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> but you don't want Ohio State to win. <laughs> no. No, definitely. But I, I, but, Especially but, after that Maryland game. But, but it was it, Jim Harbaugh once said in an interview... That his favorite food in Thanksgiving is steak. <laughs> oh, and, all right. And on that note, yeah. Well, this has been fun, and uh, we've gone a little longer than we thought. Yeah, but I had a couple laughs at the expense of Jim Harbaugh and and Siri, so it was good times. So, hey guys, appreciate Lotto, you listening. Knobs, bottoms up, bottoms up. And to anyone who's still listening to us, bottoms up to you. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. So and we'll be catch sure you. to like us on Facebook and please leave your comments. Yep, and we'll see you at episode three. Bottoms up. Cause baby, I hate you. Cause baby. Cause baby